That looks about right. I'm Kevin McVeigh from Greenfield. Here's my story. Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. Many years ago, I'm in my 20s. I'm walking through Golden Gate Park with a friend. It's the most beautiful day I've seen in California. Late October, late afternoon. Shafts of sunlight glancing through the trees. Pungent aroma of eucalyptus fills the air. People leaving the tennis courts, walking across the green to the parking lot. I'm gazing around at this beautiful, serene, peaceful scene when, wait, what's that? Something's off. There's a couple who aren't walking to the parking lot. They're walking into a dense, dark, wooded area, and something else looks wrong there. The woman is in tennis whites. She has a racket. But the guy who's got his arm around her has a torn, dirty coat. His pants are torn. His hair is matted and falling over his face. And the grip he has around her shoulder does not look friendly. Just as I'm looking at that and thinking, what's going on, the woman turns her face toward me, makes eye contact, and with her mouth, with no sound, mouths two words, help me, help me. Now, you can't see that, maybe, but it's help me, help me, with a panicked look on her face. I turn to my friend. She hasn't seen any of this. I say, wait right here. I'll be back and I start running toward them. Because in about 10 or 15 seconds, they are going to be invisible. They will be too, too far into the dark, wooded area to see. As I'm running, a voice in my head is going, what are you doing? Are you nuts? Are you trying to get killed? What in the hell? And it's a six-year-old voice from the years when I was being bullied every day after school by older boys who waylaid me on the way home. They never beat me up, but they made me believe they were about to, and they terrorized me. And I carried the fear of physical confrontation, especially with strangers. And that voice is going in my head, but I'm still running, and I also am aware I have no idea what I'm going to do when I get there, no idea what I'm going to say. And pretty soon I'm going to be there, and I better think of something, but I can't. And my heart is racing, my throat is dry, and I am panicking myself, but I'm going toward it. And the guy never sees me. I come up behind them, and the woman is now between me and him. I put my hand on her back, and I open my mouth, and I have no idea what's going to come out. And what comes out is, hey, don't I know you from somewhere? And I think, oh, God, I can't believe I used that. The guy now is aware that I'm there. And he turns around, and he's way bigger than he looked from far away. He's really big. And he looks at me, and he goes, Ugh! And I think, uh-oh. But I look right in his eyes, and I remember this Ramdas lecture I went to where Ramdas said, if you look in a person's eyes, there's a spirit behind their eyes that's the same as the spirit behind your eyes. And if you just get into that, you can experience the oneness that brings you together. 
and I'm looking at this guy, and I'm not seeing the oneness. <laughs> but I have to say something, so I actually find myself saying, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I really don't think she wants to go with you. And he gets even bigger and louder, and he goes, and he starts coming toward me. And then, amazing, he turns and runs away into the woods. And I am shaking like a leaf. This woman is doing the same, and she says he had a knife that long that he put to my neck and told me he would kill me if I made a sound. We got her home safely. That was all that counted. And when I left her with her mother at her house and walked away, there was only one thing going through my head. She's alive. She's alive and she's okay. She has a new beginning. And maybe mine will come too someday when I can get past that fear every day like the way I did today. Thank you.